Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. With you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. And Lori. Dave Ridley in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, have you guys been following at all this uh, school scandal in Exeter, New Hampshire? No. What, yeah, no like I don't a, know about that. A high school or? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know what age the student was, uh, <clears throat> but there was a student who, according to nhcornerstone.org, uh, which is the, the website for uh, Cornerstone Action, an evangelical or uh, you know conservative Christian group. Um, a Catholic student um, was in. He he was uh, suspended from his athletics and um, uh, because of uh, texts that he sent while he was not on campus. Oh wow! So is it does it have something and, to do with like Catholicism since it's a pup? private school did they agree apparently somebody apparently somebody was debating with him over his phone uh, about transgender issues Mm -hmm. and in the process of debate he's accused of using the word bozo wow and that's what he got in trouble for (laughs) whoa well that's again again this is according to cornerstone i could not find any information on the internet that would indicate another side to the story Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't I didn't look that long. Maybe I missed something. If somebody knows more, or maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Uh, you know, call in and let us know. But uh, that's that's what Cornerstone is claiming. That's pretty funny. But I I do got to ask: Was there anything about maybe the guy when he decided to go to this private school, or when his parents decided to send him to this private school? Did he agree to not do things like call their students bozo? You know, even <laughs> off off um. Uh, campus? No, this is this is a case against the, the SAU, the school administrative unit. This is the government school, so you're paying for oh. whatever they did to this guy. I didn't know that government schools had Catholic schools. <clears throat> well, he was a Catholic at the school. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm. Well. Yeah. So, what is the reasoning? So what is the reasoning for Bozo even being something? Is that disciplinary like, worthy? Is that woke now or something? Is there like? The You're woke, disparaging clowns. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the woke reason you can't use the word bozo anymore. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but anyway, they went to court and they had their first day in court, I guess, around November 30th. Uh, and they did. They published an article on it, but they didn't really say much about what happened in court. Maybe it was just preliminary. Wow. So, yes, I found on here, it says um, Reddit <clears throat> people are claiming... In the question, somebody wrote, is Bozo a slur? And it says, it seems likely that Bozo originated from this immigrant name, not, I'm not sure which one, and stereotypes surrounding Eastern Europeans. So I guess Bozo. I don't Bozo, think so. I don't. <laughs> I, I think of it as a clown thing, yeah, too. Yeah, the clown. Bozo the clown. Like, I've never heard the word Bozo and thought anything but yeah, a clown. That's pretty funny. If they're, if they're going to say, well, it's racist against uh, Slavs. That's going to be hilarious. There are a lot of things like people have um, said, don't use the word spooky at Halloween anymore because Spook. now wow. it's racist. But it, every, like, it doesn't no have anything that to way. do with no Right. No one thinks of it like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Just because another word happens. I don't know. That's absolutely stupid. I've never heard anybody say that. But that that's I, I think it's hilarious that I just wondered that and immediately find a Reddit 
um, you know, post where people are saying that it is a slur. Because everything is literally a slur. Everything. Well, anything else, Dave Ridley? That is all. I, I guess if you want to know more, I, I think the website is it's, uh, nhcornerstone.org. France banned single-use packaging on for here fast food orders. Can the U.S. do the same thing? And apparently other European countries are considering doing that. And it's like sending McDonald's and fast food places through a loop because they're being forced to do things a completely different way than their model. Yeah, so they can't use the paper for mm-hmm. your hamburger and stuff like that and the fries. Yeah, which at least is not to go. That would be crazy. You would think that would save them money. So hmm. for, you know, to, to hear for here orders, it would but, save them money because they don't have to buy all that packaging. That's true, but maybe it's worth it to them to not have the like washing machines and paying a, a washing machine person. Um, but I don't know. It says single use packaging has become a part of the fast food dining experience. Even when dining in, everything from burgers, fries, soda, and other items comes wrapped or packaged in materials that spend only a few minutes protecting or keeping food fresh. They're designed primarily for takeout, but they also get utilized when serving food in-house. And one thing about it is, I think that it's going to change, like, even the taste. Like, when I think of eating McDonald's, like, I haven't for, like, three-plus years, but... I think it would be gross on a plate. It's, I mean, yeah, it's gross anyway, but. Yeah, (laughs) I just think it sounds like it's not going to scratch the itch people go to McDonald's for. And you're going to get weird plastic plates that Hmm. kind of, you know, hold all the greasy smell and stuff. Ew, yeah, you're probably right. Like a jail. They're not going to give you, yeah, like a jail tray. Yeah, tray. Yeah. Probably. Like portioned trays. So I guess that means no more Happy Meals. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Are they going to have, like, a glass, um, <laughs> you know, um, Happy Meal here's shape? Your, here's your pillowcase of food, kid. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, what would they even use? It's just, I think of um, a little package of fries. For some reason, the idea of, like, pouring that out onto a plate and then eating it there is so much less appetizing than eating it from the thing. Like, that's not what you want. I don't know why. It changes the whole smell, too, because when you get the fries, they smell like hot cardboard. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's like something about the material that it's on having the grease just sit there kind of warm. Oh, yeah. Is different. And the cardboard kind of absorbs the grease, too. So their fries are going to be greasier. Yeah, because they just come out of the fire and they dump them. So they're going to be covered with oil. Even when I was a kid, my dad, like we always have lots of siblings. So like if if we did eat McDonald's, we usually didn't. But if we did... My dad would just get a whole bunch of things, um, open the a bag and pour it, pour the French fries on this huge bag. Like, and then sometimes we would have our own plates that we would grab and put it on. And I was always thinking it's not as good that way. I yeah. don't know why. I don't know. Um, Part of the experience. Even just taking the, you can take the ketchup and pour it on your little plastic bag and eat it off there. For some reason, that's better than doing it off a plate. I don't know why. And you're right. It's just... The experience is like what your brain is wanting because you see the commercials or something. I don't really know. Yeah. It says there's plenty of good reason for that. That being them using the um, disposable packaging. After all, we're talking about fast food. Quick service restaurant chains have developed their operations for rapid turnover. I've never heard that word for fast food. Maybe it's 
I assume new. it's like um, bussing the table and getting everything cleaned down so that you can have another person sit. Yeah. So. Oh, just like quick service. Yeah. Um, and like I guess it's not just fast food. It could be you're you're right. Like Chipotle is not really fast food. I don't know. There's some that are not. And I know I said that wrong. Chipotle, whatever. I I always mix up the L and the T. Yeah. But and um, maybe maybe quick service restaurants is not just fast food. But it says. By packaging all meals the same way, regardless of where customers are enjoying their meals, staff can push out orders efficiently and rapidly in a streamlined manner. That does make sense. Yeah. It's going to take a little more time if you're like paying attention to this to go or for here and then choosing a different thing to put it on or wrap it in. Yep. The trade-off is using unnecessary packaging when guests dine in, some of which use plastic. France is looking to change that and a new law passed in 2020 has taken effect at the start of this year. And I guess that makes sense. It gave them time to change over. That requires outlets with 20 or more seats to use durable, washable plates, cups, and cutlery for orders served for here. And when I hear durable, I don't think like a porcelain dinner plate. Yeah, no. So it's probably going to be like you're saying, like plastic, porous, disgusting. Melamine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what that is. It's like those cheap plastic plates you can get that are hmm. like made to look like glass. Hmm. Oh, God. You know, you see them at Walmart and stuff. They have the pretty designs on them like, um, oh, what is her name? Pioneer Woman or whatever with like, oh, the really? roses and stuff. Yeah, they make like melamine, so they're unbreakable. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've never bought any of their stuff, but I know exactly what you're talking about because that's that like country. Yeah, I've never bought any. Floral stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, And there's even a picture here. It says, oh, something popped up. It says, it's somebody's tweet. It says, absolutely loving the design of this reusable packaging that's being introduced at McDonald's in France. And you can see here, Lori, it is a plastic bowl. It kind of shapes like um, a French fry container already is shaped like. And also it looks like they have like potato wedges at McDonald's in France. I don't think that we have that here no. in the United States. It's kind of, It kind of reminds me of... Like, I mean, they might. I don't know. I think that... Um, oh, here's a great thing it reminds me of. A great um, thing to compare it to. The trays that you get at... Pizza Hut. You're still going to have um, like a paper thing there, but your pizza would be maybe on a cardboard thing on top of this red tray. It's just red plastic. But all I'm describing. I don't, I don't think fast food places even give you trays anymore. Unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hi, it's Tim. I'm calling hey, Tim. from behind enemy lines in the EU DSSR. In Berlin still? Uh, no, no, that's Frankfurt. Frankfurt, yes, that's where I'm calling from. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry about well, that. I, uh, well, what's uh, on your mind? Well, I got to experience a couple of fast food restaurants in the EU. I mean, in Spain, I remember, they actually serve beer in the Burger King, like oh. uh, Cervezas, yeah. So nice. there's, there's some good things here. But, um, yeah, my local McDonald's, they actually, they took away the straws completely. You, t you guys talk about plastic straws in America. They don't even serve straws anymore at my McDonald's. It's, it's a real shame. I have a, I have a, um, I'm not sure about this, but, well, they used to serve these paper straws, right? Well, now they've found out about this cancer-causing uh, chemical or something like... Um, paper straws? Yeah, sure, sure. They're, so they are coated with like, like an inner lining because you can't like put paper to water and yeah, <laughs> expect it to They do so, still melt, yeah, but well, yeah, probably like some form of Teflon or something in there. 
That's right. Yeah, it's Teflon. Yeah. And so, um, well, they took away the stroke completely. Now, I'm so, not sure this is not industry-wide, but, well, it's not good here. Do you have those cups that have a lid and the lid has a little hole in it like Starbucks, if you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Well, we have the plastic lids still, but the straws are... <laughs> like the yeah. kind that you can sip from? Oh. Like oh, a coffee no, no. cup cover. Oh, I'm sure they get inventive, but no, I've no, never been served one. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they... soda and would be kind of weird. It, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's not that bad for when drink, you're drinking coffee from Starbucks. Like, I've gotten used to it at this point, um, but I don't like... Um, what am I trying to say? I don't like the idea of drinking soda with a sippy cup. That I think the carbonation would hurt. Yeah. I think it would hurt the roof of your mouth. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So would you say that things have yeah, gone downhill for fast food in Europe or it, it doesn't phase them? Yeah, I think you can say so. I mean, when I went to America, one thing I noticed is that the customer service across the board in all industries well, I was really surprised. I actually got to meet some people who worked at Walmart with the hats and the name tags and said, hello, we don't have that here. It's a mesh from um, like, um, well, labor, um, like, uh, minimum wages and these uh, these federal uh, aid uh, schemes. And so people don't get incentivized to work and we just don't have these kind of jobs. And it's, uh, we don't, we have too few people in these industries. So it's always fusing. So the people that stand at the front, are, but... uh, the people that stand at the front of the store and say hello when you walk in, there's they don't have that in Europe because oh well you can't you're not paying people enough. That's it's a pointless stupid. job anyway. Well, it is. <laughs> well, say uh, elders don't work there because it would predict their schemes. I'm pretty sure they can. Uh, they it's 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 something like this because of. Uh, well, anyways, I'm not quite sure where we have this uh, level of. Uh, customer service, which, which is infinitely worse than which oh, I, the one the experiences I had in America. But hmm. anyways, uh, so that's another thing in the fast food industry noticed. But well, the reason I called in saying I'm from behind and Alliance, it kind of feels that way. Many people here they they look up to America, and we believe that we are a bit ahead on, on uh, of the curve. If you know what I mean when it comes to government regulation and meddling into all these industries to the detriment of the customer service which we pay for and and just like um you know doing things efficiently and making it very cheap for the customer well i've always gotten that um vibe i'm not gonna lie from i've known lots of germans in my life i don't know if it's from being at military bases because my dad was in the army but i've always got this vibe that europeans believe that oh we're just so much more, you know, progressed than Americans because, well, the government tells us that this is better, you know, that kind of a thing. It's it's not like um, like straight up like hate or something, but it's it's just been a vibe that people from pro- more progressive yeah, really, countries think that way of America. Yeah, I, I think so, too. That's I, I mean, it's a shame, but people, yeah, there are many people who think that way. And it's not always justified, you know. I mean, uh, one thing I've learned from listening to the show is uh, that there's uh, different parts of America and they do different kinds of stuff. I hope hope you guys in New Hampshire get to uh, take advantage of the federal system you still have because my federal republic sure doesn't. 
And so whatever the EU says goes. And hmm. I think they're even banning the Teflon stuff in a couple of years. So, well, we'll see. They ban a lot anyway. of stuff there. And some of the stuff they ban in Europe is actually bad for you. So it it's like, it's it makes, it, it makes people believe, I think, that, oh, our countries are looking out for us whenever they ban things that and are not good for you. Sometimes. I haven't been to every single one, but I've been to two thrift stores in Keene, and I didn't find them very amazing. And I went to one that we actually have in Texas also, but I had never been to it in Texas. It's called Savers in Manchester. And oh my God, that one was terrible. Yeah, I haven't really, I went a couple times to thrift stores here and I didn't like them very yeah. much. The only thing that I, I look is. for at the thrift stores out here is wool because people get rid of their wool and it's nice. expensive. So. And that doesn't pill. Yeah. Um, I went to a bunch of thrift stores that I actually forgot with Ian, but not clothing ones, more like um, stuff. Mm-hmm. And those are just really fun. That was a fun yeah. day because, I don't know, Ian, he hates to spend any money because it's Me like, too. well, <laughs> it's a good it's a good trait. Like, it's, you know, he's um, taking care of the money that God gave him and he's not trying to just like just spend it all day. But when you go to a thrift store with Ian, he might be more likely to get something fun you mm-hmm. know what i mean right so that was a fun day i got like a butter thing that sits on the counter i've always wanted one of those because that, that just makes butter so much better yeah softened butter yeah i don't even know how it doesn't go bad it just doesn't do you use salted butter no oh for that do i need to use salted butter for that if you want to leave it out you should use salted butter it oh, the, no. salt, the salt preserves it and it's safe to leave out but if you use unsalted butter it can go bad oh, being left goodness. out it can like it won't go like bad and make you sick probably mm-hmm. if you use it quickly but it can go rancid and like not taste quite as good then i'm gonna start buying salted butter and sticks because i'm maybe we shouldn't have this conversation on air <laughs> but i'm always just putting like the i always buy sticks of butters unsalted because i'm gonna need unsalted in like baking and then i buy like a tub not really spreadable so that's what sucks of salted you can um bake with salted butter yeah you it's just, just like you change use, the use a quarter teaspoon less hmm. salt okay Interesting. And maybe I'll just start going straight to the salted everything. I, I didn't know that, but I'm always checking it before I eat butter that's been left on the counter. I'm always looking at it like, how did it not go bad? It yeah. still looks the same to me. Like, kind of goes like plastic on the outside. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it gets it like, long? it changes the color of it and stuff. Yeah. Because it's not unsalted. If you salt it, it'll last longer. Better. Wow. Interesting. Thank yeah. you so much. You're well, welcome. Lori, if you guys didn't know, is like an amazing baker. I haven't even said anything in person. She got, got me <laughs> or gave me a box of cookies for thing or for christmas and oh my god that was just amazing they were so good i'm glad it was you such a them. pretty box and everything it was such a sweet christmas thing um and and her husband brought it over to me so that was so nice and thanks to him um and if you want to learn about uh baking in your uh, in the free state project which by the way we're here in new hampshire for the free state project it's um a i don't know if you consider yourself here for the free state project um i'm just here because there's a lot of like-minded individuals here. Right. I didn't specifically move here for the Free State Project. I grew up in New England, mm-hmm. and then I found Stu in Utah, and I was like, it's terrible here. Hmm. Let's go back to New England. So, <laughs> What was wrong in Utah? Was it like getting too overcrowded? It's No, there's a lot of homeless problems, and hmm. there's a lot of religious overtones in yeah. everything, and it's kind of oppressive. Yeah, I, with the, I agree with the that religious bit. overtones. Um, like they, when I first moved they hit there, they had the curtain laws at bars, oh. so you couldn't go to the bar unless you were part of the club or invited somebody as part of the club. So like you had to have oh. a membership 
to the bar. Wow. They stopped that while I was living there, but like it's it was just really weird. Everything about living in Utah kind of has Mormonism inside of it. Right. Like so. that's why people living there have no idea that there's not like a bunch of Mormons everywhere else that they live. And they're super passive aggressive. Yes. That's and I don't like it. Can definitely just happen. be aggressive aggressive. If you're going to be aggressive, just do it. Well, I, I, I was interested in what you didn't, didn't like about it there because, like, I like it there, but I also had to leave. Like, yeah. I couldn't be a young adult in Utah. Like, I might possibly consider moving there again as an adult who's not, like, um, you know, looking for fun stuff to do. But mm-hmm. it was, like, absolutely I couldn't live there in my early 20s. This is from Forbes.com. It says, a psychologist describes a new phobia on the rise. Nomophobia. Have you ever wondered what your life would be like without a smartphone? Some may envision life of peace without distraction, whereas some may see a life with less convenience and connection. Others, however, may feel terrified of the idea entirely. Psychological research has uncovered a new fear, nomophobia, where individuals become filled with dread, anxiety, and panic at the thought of being without their smartphone. Mm. That's so silly. Um, um, I, I can't really make fun of them, I'm not going to lie. It, <laughs> it's ridiculous to get to the point of being a phobia but it did suck when the fbi stole my phone for like four days it's because you keep your whole everything in there right you know every every phone number you have and yeah it was hard to like function i just sat there one day and i was like i i was like there was lots of other reasons for me to be sitting in my kitchen not like um knowing what to do with my life but i was just like oh i hadn't even told my sister or my parents or anything what happened and I rem- happened to remember my sister's phone number. So I dialed it on my home phone. I was like, I can't even remember, believe I remember her actual phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just because it was like a couple off from my old one. But so I called her and I was just like, I told her what had happened. And it took like four days for that to happen because I wasn't even thinking like, oh, wait, I have a way to contact people. I, um, I've gone without technology a few times. Mm-hmm. Like we lived in the desert in Arizona for a while, just like. Um, boondocking in the middle of the desert in mm-hmm. a camper and had no phone Wi-Fi. whatsoever. Yeah. No, why? Because we were, uh, it was an hour to the closest store from mm-hmm. where we were in the desert. Like there was wild horses and stuff. It was cool. Oh my gosh, pretty. It was cool. Um, but it was great. Nice. It was fantastic. No, nobody's going to call me. Nobody's going to interrupt me. I don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm bored. I'm, I'm just going to scroll mindlessly. I'm just going to do something productive with my time. I'm going to learn something or read something that I've been wanting to read. And that sounds awesome for a planned thing, you know? I mean, it, it wasn't, but oh. <laughs> it was like we just decided to pick up one day and travel across the country and just stop wherever we wanted. But I, I do kind of understand that where they're coming from for like, oh, what what would I do right now if my phone just suddenly exploded? That would be a pro- kind of a problem. Ian wouldn't know what's going on because he's mm-hmm. in jail. Just all, all these little things like all of my... I don't know, logging into things. I, I guess that doesn't really matter. I don't store it on my phone anymore. But it used to be, it would have been really bad because I stored a lot of things on my phone. And yeah, you just get a new phone and then reset it there. I also lost my phone in a mall. I'm pretty sure it was like stolen. Like somebody probably saw it sitting wherever I freaking sat it and then stole it. Yeah. Um, And that was really terrible. And it, oh my God, like it, it just made me feel so powerless and angry but it's like also it was stolen so anything stolen from you may may make you feel that way yeah but the violation of having something stolen right but i think like if i lost my phone tomorrow i think i'd be fine yeah i just go to someone's house if i needed to talk to them yeah but luckily send him a letter 
I'm I'm cutting I've been cutting down so much on social media. The wouldn't is is much be for me a social thing. I think that's the more ridiculous reason to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um is just because you're like, oh my god, what what are my Twitter followers gonna think? Like that's yeah, we've that's got a weird. problem. Yeah. Right. And um I, I noticed that like without Ian here, I, I went from like every single thought in my head I just say it out loud to Ian to like being actually alone. And I started being on Twitter way too much to where I was like, I think it's making me negative. And I turn it off and I feel so much better. Good. It, it's better to just actually go to my friend's house and hang out with her. Social media is toxic. Yeah. I use it for, you know, rabbit sales. Oh, and, <laughs> I think about and, what you meant, but you really meant that. Yeah. Rabbit sales and, uh, you know, using Messenger to talk to friends. But other than yeah. that. And post memes. Like, I don't do anything on Facebook. I think Facebook is the worst one for, like, depression and stuff, And I don't too. have a Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I don't have any of that stuff. And Instagram is also one of the worst ones, in my opinion. But Twitter's also bad. They're all three really bad. Like, but all of them. I don't know why I can't... I don't get addicted to TikTok. If I... I can use it sparingly. It's like, at, no one else can do that. They're like... I just don't use it. If you went on to it, no, you, you can't do that. You're going to get an addiction. But no, that doesn't happen to me. No. I don't get lost for hours. I think I get lost more on YouTube, but... I have such fun things I watch on YouTube and Odyssey that are actually like things I learn and stuff. YouTube I like. Did you ever see wind scorpions in Utah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, and tarantulas. I think spiders are kind of cool. I think wind scorpions are... It's the same thing as a camel spider, but they call it wind scorpions in Utah for some reason. I think those are like an extra level above scariness um, than spiders, like regular spiders. And sometimes, like, I'm telling someone about those that's never that have never lived anywhere else, and I'm like, well, I got to show you. So every time that happens, I go on, like, a spree of looking at them on Google. It, it must be just what you're saying, like, yeah. people liking to be afraid, because I get so disturbed after that. And, okay, I, I can say that there actually was a time I was more afraid of something than made any sense, but it was because I kept having freaking freaky encounters with them. It was scorpions in Texas. It was, oh, yeah. it had just been raining for like two weeks, like straight and so much rain. And I lived in, I lived in a classy trailer and, um, like the, the lady, a na- lady I worked with in my neighborhood, she was like, I don't tell people, I don't call them, uh, trailers. I call them mobile homes. It's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's the same whatever. Thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she just, anyways, she's a whole other story. But um, words matter. It was raining so much that I was just standing there talking to my boyfriend and he's like pulls me away from the wall and there's a scorpion right behind my head. Then like a week into it or maybe a couple days later, I ha- had not stopped thinking about that scorpion encounter and I um was going to the bathroom. There's a mat in front of my feet and I was like, there's no way because that was like the first time I ever had a scorpion in my house. Um, So I was like, there's no way this would happen. But what if I pick up this mat that's right by my feet and there's a scorpion there and there was. And there was. It wasn't moving. It, there was no reason for me to think that. And there was a scorpion under the mat. That's and that weird. was only number two. And then I kept seeing them because that lady I worked with, I was cleaning houses with her. And I kept seeing them in this house that um, like was uninhabited, but the parents were dead and the kids were taking care of it. I kept seeing scor- like dead scorpions there because they would spray and stuff. And I'd vacuum them up and it was terrible. And I was having like nightmares about them and if i had to go get under my bed for something i was just like i can't do it i gotta get my boyfriend to do it because what if there's a scorpion there but that kind of makes a little sense doesn't it because there's a lot of scorpions and they can harm you yeah and i encountered them so many times right that's preservation 
Yeah. And that's not really a phobia. That's and just being scared away. of something that's dangerous. Right. And it like, went away. So it's yeah. not like the rest of my life I've just been like thinking about it all the time. Yeah. We stopped in um, Texas and Stu went to go hook up the water um, from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And when he reached his hand down, there was a scorpion there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's there's, terrible. I guess there's just a lot of scorpions in Texas. Yeah. In general. There are. Like, um, so I guess maybe not planes is the most scary thing. Rabies. Rabies is the most scary thing. That's terrifying. But I'm I'm not like, I still wouldn't be paralyzed. One time I was walking um, down in this lake, Massachusetts, where I lived. I was walking around a lake and I had my headphones on and I looked up and there was a raccoon, like, I don't know, 50 feet away from me. And it was all walking drunk. And I was like, oh no, it oh. has rabies. And like, I walked backwards. Like, I can't imagine being scared of it. Something like that, like sp- something dangerous, actually dangerous and freezing. Like mm-hmm. when you have some kind of phobia, not being able to function. Yeah. You get bit by a rabid raccoon. Yeah. Doesn't seem very smart evolutionary wise. I bet some people would freeze and some people would just yeah. r- run the second they saw it. Yeah. Just any direction. Yeah. Right. Just get away from it. <laughs> yeah. That is, those are really creepy because if you get um, that for too long rabies, then you get this yeah. phobia of, of water and that's so Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Hydrophobia. It's not even really a phobia. They called it hydrophobia because, oh. um, it's actually a physical, like a physical reaction to water. It's not like Whoa. they're scared of water. They, but the videos look like they're like scared of water. Yeah, so they're using like fine. hydrophobic in the term, like um, oil is hydrophobic. Like mm. it, it won't. Yeah, you can't put so them like, together. So a hydrophobic person with rabies, they their body literally won't let them drink water. Whoa. It will shut their um, esophagus, and they can't drink water. It's just so weird because they you see these videos and they like throw the cup. Like, it's like their body is like, no, no water. That's so Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's because rabies has developed to make you not drink water so that you drool. Hmm. So you're more infectious. Ew, oh my yeah, God. It's, it's a vector. It's um, an, a side effect of rabies making your body more contagious. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Dealing with nomophobia can be incredibly challenging, given the ubiquitous role smartphones play in modern life. The constant connectivity they provide has become integral to daily routines, making the mere thought of separation a source of intense anxiety for many. This phobia not only induces immediate emotional distress, but can also contribute to long-term psychological effects that could affect overall well-being. How to know if you have nomophobia. Oh, do I have that? That's such a... <laughs> I, I honestly, like, get so annoyed with, like, every single... Almost every single... um, What do you call it? Mental disorder. That people act like, oh, it's something you have or don't have. Um, Okay, maybe there are things that are really extreme, like schizophrenia. I'm not even going to talk about that. But something like anxiety. Oh, you have anxiety and I don't have anxiety. Not sometimes you're anxious about things that would make somebody anxious and right. sometimes you're not. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, do I have that? Well, there's different, like, being anxious and having anxiety are different. Yeah, but 
the the thing about it is like those people have just convinced themselves that they are anxious because they they've been anxious for too long about things that maybe mm-hmm. absolutely make no sense and they shouldn't be correct and then they're just content they are like i have anxiety well it's not that i'm being ridiculous it's that i have anxiety because a doctor told them that and i i understand that it's different to like be anxious about a certain thing than to generalized like, oh, anxiety i'm anxious all day for nothing but yeah but it's not for nothing that's the thing because they mean? have People, people who have like generalized anxiety disorder or whatever that mm-hmm. are anxious, like they have panic attacks and stuff like that out of nowhere, seemingly mm-hmm. they're anxious about something. They're just not thinking about it. That's such a good point. They're, they're subconsciously anxious about something. There's something wrong in their life that they're not addressing. And so they're anxious. That makes so much sense. Or they're not taking care of their actual like physical health. That's what I like, was thinking. A lot of people who go out and drink a lot have anxiety and they have panic attacks because the next day they wake up and they're hungover mm-hmm. and they have the shakes and they don't feel good and they're dehydrated. And so being dehydrated makes you your blood pressure rise and like all these things contribute to feeling anxious. And then you feel even more anxious and like it's a, you know, vicious circle of the anxiety and the not taking care of your mental and physical well-being. I totally um, believe that because it's like just not eating certain foods has helped me break through in so many ways in the sex sector of taking care of just like my mental health and how I want to be in the world mm-hmm. just like not eating certain foods and not drinking alcohol I really can tell the difference of how I feel now there that's why some people are like oh how could you deprive yourself of like fried foods don't think of like the taste think of like what feeling it's doing better to you. all the time yeah what it's doing to you mm-hmm. before we had our first kid um I was I would like to go out and party. Like we went, um, I dealt poker hmm. for a job at bars and stuff. And so I'd be out drinking and having a good time, eating whatever I wanted. And um, and then I decided to have a baby. And I was like, okay, no more drinking. And I ate super duper healthy, like all whole foods and worked out all the time. And um, before that I had anxiety so I was having like panic attacks and after I did all that, it just went away. Wow. Like completely just went away. I had no more panic attacks, no more anxiety. I felt great. And a lot of people like to say, oh, they, these people don't know what they're talking about. Actually, it's just that those people, the chemistry of their brain is permanently Mm-mm. born <laughs> incorrect. Well, actually, that was proven not to be true. Yeah. It, it was it was um this study in England and they went over all the other st- studies that people have used to make the claim that depression comes from a brain that is imbalanced with their chemicals and they poked holes in all those and showed how that doesn't actually prove that at all and there is no proof for that. Right. Yeah, and if you're having, say you have serotonin uptake problems, you don't make enough serotonin, then find a hobby that makes you happy and Hmm. gives you serotonin. Like, find something, whatever is wrong in your life and address it Instead of just taking whatever medication they're going to throw at you your crappy life. and then still feeling that way and mm. needing to depend on that medication. Yeah. It's really terrifying. I'm glad I never did any of that. Yeah. I understand how people get trapped into it. Like they just grew up with parents that are unquestioning people and they're like, oh, my daughter is sad. Can you figure out why my 13 year old daughter is sad? And the doctor says, well, she needs to be on Zoloft. And then she is. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, my six-year-old won't sit still. Will you give him something for yeah. ADHD? Like they're six. Yeah. Yeah. They won't sit still. That's so sad. That's what they do. Is and not then, sit still. The thing is, when you let a doctor label your kids like that, like I'm not a parent, I'm not telling any parents how to live, but I've been a third grader. And <laughs> when I was in third grade, it was the first year I was in school at all. I was homeschooled until then. And um, there was a girl in my class who needed, quote, a helper. And I was the smartest kid. So they chose me to be her helper. And um, so I would sit next to her and be like, so this is why this makes sense, blah, blah, blah. And explain things to her. And she is still my friend to this day. And she's naming her baby after me. And um, the thing about it was, since she, quote, had ADHD, had to, like, leave class during certain times to take her medicine and stuff like that. She just, oh, wait, she had ADD. But she would be like, I just always felt like I was stupid before I met you. Because no one would, no one just wanted to explain things to me. You know, stuff like that. Like, she just yeah. thought she's stupid because the dent- doctor, almost said the dentist, but the doctor told her she has ADHD. Well, that's a problem with public schools, too, is they're taking one way of learning everything. I got in trouble once for um, not standing up for the pledge. Oh, my goodness. I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade, and my teacher sent me to the principal because I refused to stand for the pledge. Wow. And I got down there and ended up having, like, a debate with the principal <laughs> and... uh so he sent me back to class and told her that she couldn't make me stand for the pledge in the wow, end. Wow, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been like a total like rights violation if they tried to she, make you. But she hated me. She wow. hated me from that moment on. Like so stupid. Yeah. It's like a child doesn't have the same patriotic feelings as me. I'm going to treat them like crap. That a child cannot be a life. patriot. They right. don't have the understanding to grasp what any of that means. Right. Like I was literally in love with America when I was in high school. I was like a totally different person. But um, I hadn't been like, um, I hadn't learned the reality of things yet. Like I hadn't been actually abused by cops and stuff yet. And that's what snowballed to where today I'm on the air saying stuff like, well, there should just not be a public school system at all and stuff like that. But but I, I remember there were other kids that would sit and not do it. And I would be like absolutely confused. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you do this? But like my dad was in the military. So it just always felt like it was like, we do this because people died to keep us safe. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> I always find it really interesting when people uh, from a young age already got that it's not what they say it was. Because like Chris Wade, who does the show sometimes, um, he said the same thing. He said when he was like four years old, he was like, why are we doing this for the flag? Yeah. It's like, it's that, that's bizarre. Impressive. It's it bizarre. Is bizarre when, when I think about it now. Everybody's standing up together and chanting yeah. at a piece of fabric on the wall. Why? Why are we doing this? Same thing with church. Like, I never understood. Yeah. Why are we all here listening to this guy read? Just read the book yourself. Yeah. If you want to read it. I mean, I never I never thought things like that as a kid. I was just like, this is normal because I was um, like in church all the time. And but when I think back at it now, it's weird. So I try, I really try not to just like judge people really hard for just being status and stuff because like a couple incidents in my life could have gone differently and I would probably still be that person. I wonder if Chris Wade was a a latchkey kid with inattentive parents because I think Mm -hmm. that's why I was so already disillusioned by everything is because Mm -hmm. I kind of raised myself like I was fed and sheltered and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, nobody helped me with homework or schoolwork or stuff like that so I just had to do it myself and so I'd read and think and just ended up realizing that everything's lies that that does make a lot of sense because it's like anytime I had a question for my mom I'd be like well well so wait if Jesus says this then why this she had an apologist 
type answer Mm -hmm. like she's like well that's because this so it would at least hold me over for a while like i never sat there and was like wait this doesn't make any sense because i would ask my mom and then you trusted her and then i'd get the answer right you had somebody telling you somebody that you trusted telling you what to think and so you believed it yep so but nobody was telling me what to think yeah so i just made up my own thoughts (laughs) yeah chris doesn't seem very close to his parents so i i could totally see that being a that's a good hypothesis yeah Oh, so here's the um, how to know if you have nomophobia. Here's the list. Okay. You can self-report on this. Individuals rate each statement on a scale from strongly agree to strongly disagree. I would feel uncomfortable without constant access to information through my smartphone. I would be annoyed if I could not look information up on my smartphone when I wanted to do so. Okay, but yes, I would be annoyed. Annoyed. That doesn't mean I would be have a phobia. Yeah. That's stupid. Being unable to get the news on my smartphone would make me nervous. I don't even read no, the news. I only read the news for this show. Yeah, I only read this what I want to read. Mm-hmm. Like you don't I seem to get um, news that's like I, I didn't even see that anywhere. So I'm just a weird internet creepy person. Is all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like I get a lot of it from Ian because he reads the news in jail and sends it to me. And then I have like four or five things that aren't too bad that I read from. Like um, Al Jazeera is not too bad on American things, at least. Yeah. Um, Four is I would be annoyed if I could not use my smartphone and or its capabilities when I wanted to do so. They keep saying annoyed, which doesn't if I'm annoyed with something, I'm not shaking and sweating and and out of breath. Like, oh, I'm so annoyed. I can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah. I get annoyed every single day. Yeah, me too. All the time. Like, oh, the, the drawer handle just pulled my pocket yep my, i'm annoyed and now my, i can't breathe <laughs> my um old bosses from the mighty moose martin keen they always laugh because they say i say the word annoyed all the time <laughs> or annoying oh that's yeah. so annoying this one kind of threw me for a loop a loop sorry it's on i said that because on the salt lake tribune and that's at sl ltrib.com but it's the salt lake tribune and what kind of url is that um It says, Utah landscaping company executives charged in appalling labor trafficking case. And I saw this title and I thought, oh, here we go. It's probably something that shouldn't be illegal at all. Like, oh, some people agreed to work for less than minimum wage or people agreed to, you know, do things that they agreed to do and that sounded like a good deal to them. But the government's going to say it's an appalling labor labor trafficking case. But there are a couple of details in here. I'm like, well... That's actually immoral. Yeah. And um, when I lived in San Antonio, I had a boyfriend from Mexico who is um, like he didn't have papers and he worked at the restaurant that we worked at. And before that, he had worked at this restaurant in I'm not even going to say the name because like the thing about it is like, I don't know how I feel about boycotting this specific restaurant because the lady, she was um, from Mexico, but she moved to America and met a Mexican-American and married him and had citizenship but she would hire all illegals and have them work a lot in no overtime. And he said that when he worked there, he went home one day and like couldn't walk when he woke up because of how much his feet hurt from all the hours he was doing. But at the same time, like, and that sounds really terrible and like immoral in a way, but he was also agreeing to do it. Yeah. And, and he really needed, and like that, doing that kind of like work ethic is the only reason he was able to like go from having like nothing, almost nothing in his pocket to having like a nice apartment in a car living there. So I don't know how I feel about like the whole 
boycotting a restaurant like that. But yeah, you choose your job. Right. Like, I understand that things will be harder if you are picky about your job. But that's I mean, if that's kind of the sacrifice you have to make. That's every choice you make in life. Yeah. Every choice you make is an easy decision. The only thing about it was like. I don't really remember now if he said that she was, like, threatening to get them deported. That oh, That's kind that, of immoral. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like that's there's gross. some of that happening in this case. In Utah, it says, um, it's a Utah landscaping company. It says, the owner, his wife, and five company executives were charged, well, it says last week, but this is from November 28th. The Utah Attorney General's office has filed charges against a West Bountiful business owner, and that's a place, West Bountiful is a city or a town, I don't know, and multiple executives who investigators say hired more than 100 Mexican laborers and forced them to work and live in inhumane conditions under threat of deportation. And okay, yeah, that's gross. Definitely changes thing, yeah. things when they're being threatened. State investigators announced the appalling case last week against Rubicon Contractors, LLC, after arresting three executives, Clayton Phillips, Tyler Brinkman, and Adam Perea. They were charged Friday along with owner Rudy Larson and his wife, Jenna Marie, and two other executives, Brandon Floyd and Kirk Simmons, court orders show. The landscaping and snow removal company hired Mexican laborers using temporary H-2B visas offering them full-time work for about $20 an hour, charging state documents state. But once hired, the company bombarded workers with additional fees, investigators say, making it hard for workers to pay their bills and buy necessities. What fees do you have to give your employer? It's so weird. I, I think um, it was things like clothing you had to wear. Like It's always annoying to me when you get a job and they're like, oh, and you got to pay for the T-shirt. But it's understandable. It says the workers were also not properly trained in U.S. traffic laws or formally taught how to operate the machinery they work for. And the machinery thing is a, is a problem, but do most jobs train you on traffic laws? No. And it says, <laughs> uh, that's what the documents state. One employee told investigators about a man who drove a Rubicon truck on Interstate 15 from Bountiful to Spanish Fork and never left the right-hand lane. Taking oh, no. every exit <laughs> ramp and on ramp the entire drive. That's the thing like, OK, well, you should have um, told him about that because he's wasting your gas and time. Right. Um, not really like something that it means he was being tortured. Or yeah. He's like not he being was being tortured. forced to He just exit. had a really weird day. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, my God, the roads here are crazy. Yeah. Something. Larson would also regularly threaten to have employees deported for relatively minor issues when worker told investigators. And that's really that's really messed up. Yeah. If, if you and someone have agreed to something and then they start saying, oh, I'm going to do this to you, this thing that you don't want done, like being deported, which could um, result in like the state being involved with your affairs and whatnot. That is an actual threat. That is so messed up. And. That's um, definitely something that is immoral that they're doing here. Yeah, that one's a problem. All the other stuff so far, not so much. Yeah, not so much. But threatening them. Yep. That's definitely a a real threat when you threaten to involve the government in somebody's life. Right. In one confrontation, Larson told Phillips and Floyd to force an employee who asked to file a worker's compensation claim to clean toilets all day or be fired. And a worker, that's what a worker said. All three... 
all three laughed about it in a meeting and called the worker in question weak, investigators wrote. In another confrontation described in charging documents, Larson got upset, pulled down his own pants, grabbed his genitals, and told employees, if anyone has a problem with how I run this company, and allegedly concluded with a crude suggestion. Hmm. That's uh, like one of the grossest things in this whole article. Yeah. Like, that's gross. gross. If you don't have the option to quit or he's going to like call, which hasn't been accused of here. I thought it was, but so far it's to have them deported for relatively minor issues. Not you can't quit. Right. And just leave. Right. And just leave. Um, And that's like, that's really gross. Like I would quit a job if that happened. If yeah. I was in a meeting and that happened. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And then tell everybody. Yeah. This fucking, oh, dang it. I have to dump myself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was just going to say this freak. I was going to say this freaking freak um, was doing this in this job. Don't go work there. Dang it. That's the second time I've had to dump myself. Oh, well. But I've been doing this for like three years, so that's not that bad. It says, the new documents also outline the structure of Larson's companies, including Scandia, which is the name of one of the companies, Rubicon Park Place Auto Club and Smart Rain, an irrigation business. The documents allege Larson created separate companies for the sole purpose of shuffling visa workers around for Rubicon, allowing them to extend workers' visas, investigators wrote. Which, like, that is a problem with the freaking fact that you have to request to go live in a certain landmass and work. It's yeah. not a problem that this this company created. And so how does that work anyway? If you're on a visa and you get another job, you get an extension? You can't stay at one job. You have to get a separate job. I, I have no idea. That's what that sounds like, right? I've, I've never known anybody with a worker's visa. Yeah, me neither. Specifically. Like, um, I've known people that came over on a visitor's visa and then overstayed their welcome and there's nothing you can do. Like, <laughs> to, except like get married and actually get citizenship from there. Can't like just extend that, but I don't know about that's what workers. that sounds like though. Like a worker's visa, you can only work for one company for a certain amount of time, and then mm-hmm. you have to work for somebody else. But it's that doesn't stupid stuff like make that. any sense. It doesn't, and it's probably made to make people dependent and less less prosperous and poor, less stable. Just like all the welfare things, it's like, oh, you can't make more money than this, or we're going to take away your benefits. Mm-hmm. And stuff it's like, like and it's barely anything. So this is from thewalrus.ca. Will new tech end the need for human pregnancy? We are five to ten years from a partial artificial womb for humans, according to estimates. That's kind of cool. I actually, I That's didn't. terrifying. I didn't uh, ask you to, to bring this one up specifically because I'm like against it. I kind of think it's cool. So the thing is, is I feel like it would open the door to being born because the algorithm says that you're needed. Hmm. Can you imagine your life if you had no parents? Yeah. Huh. You were just born because the government decided they needed workers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's not something I thought of. Yeah. So that would be awful. What a life. Usually people. OK, that's like a, a great um, point that you're bringing up, like a great reason for it to be not a, such a great thing. But usually people are saying stuff like, oh, we don't need people having kids like their toys like or, oh, we don't need people who are born in a test tube and i don't think oh, that's i don't care about that strong <laughs> um i kind of do understand it in a, in a way like oh well you need your you need to be in your mother to be just like everyone else and you know like touching why skin. do you have to be like everybody else that's a good point 
But um, I don't think those are as strong, but that is a good point. Like, if people start to say, oh, who has a legal claim to this child? Can't, like, Coca-Cola yeah. uh, like have kids and then have them be born and then they're just right. workers? Just, Whoa. Yeah, Coca-Cola just buys a bunch of artificial wombs and then breeds their workers who are raised for nothing but working for Coke. And they have been doing this my entire life and before my entire life of just making people think that humans are not that great. Like, I've always noticed this as a kid. I noticed that every single movie I watched was, oh, whatever it is, toys and Toy Story, they're good, but humans are bad. And, mm. like, a- animals, usually, it's usually, like, anthro- anthro- or you know, talking animals, they- and they're good, and humans are bad. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see people being at the point now where they're like, I don't care about people. Yeah, you you can do that. It's fine. Like the Truman Show, how no one cared what happened to him. I think it's because the people who um, have the power are bad. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing is the power coming down. But like most individuals are cool. They're great. Interesting people, you know. Are you saying that you think that's why people end up making those movies? Yeah, that's why... That's what that narrative is, is because like the powerful people that you see on TV or, um, you know, in politics or whatever, those are the bad people. And so I think um, that that's often like what they want you to think the movie's about. It's like, no, no, I'm saying that's why people think that people are bad. Hmm. Oh, Be- they see because it. when you see that, mm-hmm. you don't see like Frank down the street um, helping a baby duck that's stuck in a. Yeah. In a drain, you know, doesn't in make a storm news. drain, but doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. But you don't see that. You yeah. see all the terrible people that are waging wars yeah. and taking advantage of humans and doing horrible things. Like one thing I should mention, I don't really want to get into the whole story I got about it, but I should mention it while we're still on this last segment of the show. Um, apparently, Israel did target and bomb a refugee camp in Gaza. So it's like, no, it's not just, listen, they're aiming for, uh, God, I mean, what is it called? This this terrorist group? Uh, Hamas. They're aiming for Hamas, Bonnie. It's like, if somebody dies, it's not their fault. No, you can't even say that anymore. They're aiming for and killing people who, oh, their houses already got destroyed. We're just going to be here to not die in this designated area in Israel's bombing those places now. Yeah, that's kind of what they do in wars. Yep. And they... Wage as much destruction as they can and then blame it on the other side. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just a casualty of war. We have to do this. Yeah. You don't have to do this. It's, quote, defense. Five months after um, somebody from the other side blew up something on the other side. Yeah, five months later. All the time. I was so scared. Five months later, I had to to send a bomb. Kill these, like, unarmed people in a tent. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.